0: That sci-fi love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mar face evil's mind. I'm Chad Bokelman.
1: I'm Mark Marble.
0: And this is The Lantern Cast.
1: Episode 281.
0: Star Trek Green Lantern Stranger Worlds Volume 2. 4 through 6. That's right.
1: The end. 4 through (laughs) 6. Hopefully for Uh, a while. (laughs)
0: Yeah, this is a uh, IDW DC Comics uh, crossover. Um, And... uh, And uh, we're just gonna cut. I was was trying to think of something else to say. I was like, yeah, all right. Well, that's about it. (laughs) Good night, (laughs) everybody. So uh, Mark's gonna take issue four. I'll take five, and he'll take six, and uh, that'll wrap up this uh, this volume two of this crossover. So Mark, you want to go ahead and take number four?
1: I will jump into number four. Let's do the creative team. Mike Johnson is the writer. Angel Hernandez art. Mark Roberts colors. And World Design Letters, Neil Yuga Production Design, and edited by Chris Sorassi and Sarah G- Gatos from IDW and Jim Chadwick and Michael McAllister from DC. So pretty much where we left off on we left off last time, Con had would gotten the red ring and it pretty much had just uh laid the smack down on Guy J- John and Kilwag <laughs> So we kind of pick up right after that. Uh, they're buried, supposedly under 25 tons of st- of concrete and, and steel. But somehow, you really don't think they'd be alive if they really were buried under 25 tons. But yet, Guy, John, and Kilowog are alive. Apparently, they still have a little bit of power left in their rings. So, so they're stuck there. Meanwhile, back in the uh, in the in the wreck of the USS Bryant, uh, Kirk, Spock. And crew, along with of course Hal, is dealing with Khan, who now is has Atrocitus' red ring, and he's got a bunch of his uh, fellow uh, enhanced beings there. And they're, they're, you know, pretty much they're squaring. It's time for the big showdown between the two, these two groups. I'm not sure if I like how Khan's drawn entirely in this. I mean, he they kind of you can see what they're trying to do with the whole like Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch taken to like a on crack, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that, but I don't know if it entirely works. Uh, so, you know, Khan notices, you know, Hal having the ring. So, obviously, he says, you must be, you know, you must have considerable power like I do. Hal blast Khan. Uh, Kirk and company opens up with their phasers. You know, uh, Khan's pretty much able to create... Which is interesting, since you know, red energy constructs was back in the day. Red energy constructs were pretty hard to do. Apparently, not anymore. Khan's able to make shields. He tells his, you know, his 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 enhanced, otherwise known as the augments, you know, to destroy them. Uh, Kirk pretty much tells the Enterprise, when you get a chance, you just you know, lock onto us and beam us out of here. Because <laughs> instead of sending more of uh, security team down, which is a smart move. Uh, how kind of acknowledges, you know, a, a little grudging respect for Khan, assuming, you know, in order for him to be wearing Atrocious's ring, you know, he had to have killed him. So that's no easy, no easy feat. Calbing How, how gets a little cocky because of the fact that, you know, Khan may be powerful, but he, he doesn't have any real experience with, you know, with the ring. But, at, you know, that kind of, at the end of the day, that kind of just pisses Khan off, who kind of like blasts – it's more red energy, right? More than the napalm. At that point, I think it doesn't really look like it's Maybe. The napalm. I yeah. mean, at the end of the last page, before that, when he's you know when he's, you speak of power, he's kind of like foaming at the mouth there with red, but it looks like it's more energy, and nobody's fast burning, so I'm assuming it's red energy. Uh, at the, when Khan releases the energy, Hal's pretty much not knocked unconscious, but he's kind of like he's kind of like out of it on his knees. The rest of Kirk's crew. In, uh, is pretty much captured now by the Augments. We switch back to an intro. We switch back to Oa, which is nice to see Oa intact. Uh, the Guardian seeing uh, being kind of ra- rather benevolent here, <laughs> doing some gardening. <laughs> as as they're doing that, we see the you know the the central power battery uh, still not looking the way it used to in its glory, because f- nobody seems to draw a power battery correct anymore. But better than what we've seen in a lot of issues. So the Guardians are kind of hovering around... Another bunch of Guardians are hovering around the central power battery. Now, just at that moment, Sinestro, you know, in wearing the you know, the Manhunter armor. You know, he, he arrives, and, you know, these Guardians... The Guardians are interesting here, because they're kind of like, na- you know, very naive. Very innocent-slash-naive, which is, you know, we haven't seen that in a long time. So they ask who he is, and he says, you know, I'm Thal Sinestro of Korogor... And once he says he's from Coragor, they're trying to figure out how you you know how they reach that you know that world. He uh, the the Guardians notice Sinestro's the orange ring and the yellow ring, and Sinestro kind of says, "Well, you know, if you haven't seen these yet, I have a lot of stuff I need to fill you in on." But you know, so we cut back to Kirk. I mean, Kirk and company, but we see Hal first on his knees. Uh, Khan's kind of pointing out that, hey, you know, I, I really enjoyed battling you, but uh, it appears your ring is failing, and Hal's getting cocky. He's like, I don't need a ring to beat a punk like you. <laughs> and I do, I really like this part. Is like, uh, Khan just goes, did you hear that bravado, Kirk? Or, did you hear that, Kirk, empty bravado? It's like, are you t- are you sure you two are long-lost brothers? <laughs> um, Khan kind of like taunts Spock in a way, saying, you know, you were able to survive going back to Star Trek uh, into darkness, that you're able to survive a one-on-one fight with me, but you know, match, you know, pretty much with an, arm, an army of my augments. At that moment, Kilowog, John, and Guy arrive, like the cavalry. They kind of rip open the top of the, of the, of the USS Bryant. So they engage in a, they, the three Green Lanterns there engage in Khan. Uh, at this point, finally there's an opportunity for the Enterprise to beam up the, to beam up the the crew. So the augments are kind of left there watching. Kilowog, Ga- guy, and John are doing a pretty good job on Khan. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Yahura locks the phasers onto Khan and they blast him, which uh, they don't kill Khan, but they but they certainly stun him at the moment. And once again, you know the green Lan- the green lanterns pretty much are running on empty at this point, so they get beamed. Guy, Kilowog, and John get beamed into. the inter. The Enterprise, they're trying to uh, <clears throat> they they're trying to get Khan as just as they're locking a tractor beam on the Bryant, but Khan takes off, and you know Kirk's like, Jesus, I've never thought I would ever see, you know, Khan run scared. And Spock says he he didn't run scared, you know, it was a basically it was a tactical retreat. Uh, at this point, they come up with the great decision, you know, in, in their little meeting that in order to get to Oa to try to stop Sinestro because there's kind of a a, a conflict. As that starts playing out in the next – basically, this issue it carries forward the idea of what are we supposed to do? Khan's a huge threat with a red ring. Do we go after him or do we go after Sinestro, who seemingly is the bigger threat short term? And that's what the ultimate decision is, to go after Sinestro. They use the teleport gates of the Manhunters, and the strategy is to use the teleport gate to get the Enterprise to Oa. Um on Kronos, you know the Klingon homeworld, we see Lorflees in his very Lorflees-like state, wearing friggin' his like his, seeing Lorflees in a nightshirt just doesn't work, you know. It just does not work. Uh, we see Khan showing up on Kronos, looking for the Klingon Emperor, and that's what he finds out. Pretty much, Sin- he gets filled in by Lorflees that Sinestro is technically the you know technically the Emperor, but I'm the acting Emperor, and. He finds, you know, Khan finds out that Sinestro has a ring similar to his, but it runs off of fear. And Laura Fleet probably makes a big mistake here, saying it turns out the Klingons are all about fear, although based on the ones I've met so far, they seem really into rage too. And then you have a really, you know, a really evil-looking Khan smiling when he hears this information. On Oa, Sinestro is fill, it kind of is filling in the Guardians about... Uh, Basically that he knows their secret at this point, that that, that essentially that he's he, – I, I know that you know that I know that Parallax is trapped inside the central power battery. And at this point, uh, Sinestro uses his yellow rings to contact uh, basically to, to, into the face of the central power battery, and he starts pulling out yellow energy, and as we'll find out, he – Parallax isn't far behind and he's like I am Thal Sinestro of Korogor and the universe is mine end of part four (laughs) what did you think of uh
0: Professor X Guardian
1: (laughs) yeah I almost did mention that (laughs) it's my osteoporosis uh I (laughs) I, I, I thought I thought that was kind of cool uh Especially with the chick guardian next to him, um, it's kind. Of, the guard. I mean, I liked. I do kind of like the guardians here. So I guess if there's a plus to, to a, one of the pluses, I guess, in this story is that you kind of have the kinder, gentler guardian. So I think that's kind of, kind of cool. I like. I like the way you know. I mean, one, as usual, as usually these days, Sinestro's tactics are kind of like borderline, as in far. As far as there's some things that he does that make sense, but there's some other things he could do, as we'll talk about. I think a lot more in your issue about regarding the central power battery and his strategy dealing with that is like, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, he doesn't seem to always be thinking big picture, uh, but it was it was kind of cool, and I like the fact that you know the whole parallel. Lo- of course, realistically, Sinestro was just. He really is just assuming because we know we're in a different universe and things are not playing out exactly the same. He, he is kind of just going – I mean it's a logical hunch, but he really is going on a hunch that uh, Parallax is trapped in the central power battery. It, it, it could not have happened yet in this universe.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. But – He's kind of taking it for granted that everything is happening even though it's a different universe. Yeah. And Earth itself is on a different timeline. Yep. That everything is happening in a certain order of events, the exact same way it happened in his yeah. universe. Yeah.
1: God, Lord, looks so bad. I know we both yeah. have, we both have talked about how horrible he's looked in these Star Trek books, but he just seems this issue seems to be like the epitome of it. I mean, it's just he 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 looks like a werewolf, Abe Lincoln.
0: He's got a pompadour.
1: Yes, he does. <laughs> 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 and,
0: my hair kind of looks like that
1: <laughs> and, and but yeah but you're now you're now wearing that crappy night shirt I'm, I'm, the only thing worse would have been a big like orange speedo to have him in
0: <laughs> I'm wearing one of those two things
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's not the speedo <laughs> I'll take the night shirt over you it's, it's your robe isn't it come on <laughs> been uh, my smoking jacket
0: uh, <laughs> let's see um as far as i i'm not sure i understand Khan's motivations i mean is he really just a conqueror yeah
1: did i uh,
0: i didn't really get that i didn't get that feeling though from into darkness
1: but that's the background of the character so essentially he essentially yeah he is so okay. i agree that, that that wasn't a huge that element wasn't played up a lot in into darkness but Based on the background of the character, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's the only one who I don't really see as Benedict Cumberbatchy in terms of him looking like the character he's supposed to look like.
1: Well, this, to be, which is a good point. This issue was kind of when you're going for likenesses to their movie counterparts. This issue was kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. Compared to most of the others. I mean, not very Chris Pine like, a little bit Zachary Pinto like. Actually, the character who arguably looks the best as a human is Hal. Hal looks really good. I mean, he may not look, he looks maybe a little too good for Hal in the sense that he looks maybe a little more. I don't know, there's something about his face that doesn't entirely look Hal like, but he's, I mean, it's, but it's structurally, it's, it's, it's well, it's well designed. I mean, Yahura doesn't look like Yahura, even though Bone still looks like, um, uh,
0: What's his name still looks like him?
1: the guy that passed away oh yeah 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 yeah, Chekov yeah Chekhov there looks Chekhov yeah. looks like Chekhov yeah but but this is not the best work that they've done in the in these two crossovers as far as making the characters look like their movie counterparts, yeah so that that's definitely a that's definitely uh a, a step down I mean Carl urban still looks uh they still do a pretty good job with him, but it's not nearly as dead-on consistently.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if there's anything else I want to say about this issue, honestly. That i do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. I, it, it, but there's not a lot to expand on here. The uh, In terms of Oa, I like the way Oa looks itself. Forget the central power battery and the Guardians. I like... The way the city almost looks like emerald spires of grass poking up from the ground or something. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's almost like they're living in a giant meadow, um, which is odd. Um, True. And I'm wondering, if they're going in the sequence of events, let's assume everything happened in order. Don't you think they'd recognize the orange color before they'd recognize the yellow I thought
1: the I thought. Oh yeah, Larfleeze.
0: I thought the stuff with the orange and Larfleeze happened before uh, Parallax, which is why, because it, it wasn't one of the things that Larfleeze and his crew stole from the Guardians. Parallax in a box.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: So, that's something to maybe consider. But otherwise, honestly, I don't have much else to say about this in terms of trying to break it down or anything. That's fine. All right, so into the next one, which is going to be number five. Oh shoot! Uh, the cover. What do you think of the cover?
1: The one with the guardian in the background. That card. Yes. Yeah. It it was okay. Uh, I do like the guardian in the background, kind of hovering over the action, which makes sense because you know this this issue is so guardians centric, or maybe, in a way, that pretty much this entire storyline, when you break it down, is really Guardian-centric. It's all about you know, the search for Oa. Uh, it is, again, as, as, and it's the, a very
0: well-drawn Guardian in the background. Yes.
1: And as many covers yeah. are, it's kind of a little misleading having all the, uh, all the augments looking like they're pure Red Lanterns when they're not, even though they are kind of feeding Kahn with rage, so there is an element of truth to it. Right. Hal looks good. Kirk doesn't necessarily look that good. Hal looks pretty good.
0: And speaking of covers, the covers are number five. I'm looking at the uh, split face of Spock and Sinestro. I like that one a lot. That's kind of cool looking. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Hmm. Uh, Looks like the creative team remains the same, so I'll just go ahead and start uh, start up the recap here. Here in issue five, we open with uh, Bones, Spock, and Kirk uh, talking as they walk around the bridge. Oh, I mean, literally around the bridge, not like on the bridge. Um, And uh, they're talking about, you know, how the decision, you know, versus, you know, why they're going out to Oa versus going after Khan, and how they're, you know, uh, what they're sworn to do. They're sworn to protect Federation space, but Spock also brings up they're also uh, sworn to. Explore strange new worlds and, you know, that kind of the the, the differences between those two. Um, they resolve all to go to Oa. The Manhunters open a uh, teleport gate. And uh, as, as they are about to go through, the Manhunter says, I can provide no assurance that your vessel will survive the journey through our <laughs> teleport gates. <laughs> it's, it's Scotty, right? Scotty says... Uh, no assurance? You really have no idea what it is we do on this ship, do you? I'd be disappointed if there was assurance. And then he whispers to Kirk, honestly though, sir, based on what the robots told me, there's a 37% chance that the nacelles pop off at any moment. could <laughs> not know just <laughs> got. Um, so, the Manhunters and the um, Enterprise pops through the, the uh, transport gate and over on Kronos, um um Con. Khan. Khan, yes. Red Lantern Khan is going up against the the Klingons uh, and uh enters them and he's actually holding the corpse of or the almost corpse o- of Larflee.
1: Almost corpse. He does make a sound on the next page, so that indicates yeah. he's still alive. Um, it, could, it could just be a death sign. <laughs> uh, it was fraudulent. Hopefully,
0: hopefully. Um, and he says, "You know, uh, you know, I have I offer freedom from Sinestro. Uh, once I acquire the power Sinestro seeks, he will, we will invade the heart of the Federation together. In numbers they cannot withstand. Earth will be mine, and you will have your empire back. So shall we continue battling amongst ourselves, or shall we create the future together? Meanwhile, over on Oa." uh three guardians two of which we know run into the inner sanctum on uh on the citadel how is this possible ganthet how can the, the stranger have free the yellow entity from its prison how can he be so powerful he's shaking the very foundations of oa do not give it a fear tantho tantho that is the surest path to ruin Said is right tantho uh, now is the time to resist you saw the rings of stranger bears now is the time to test a prototype now is the time to see if our grand design is worthy and then outside on the surface of oa sinestro now possessed assuming of um, uh, parallax is going up against the guardians and destroying probably half three fourths of them um, he, sh- he destroys at least let's see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 of them, at least, that I see right here. Well,
1: are you can't, uh, When you're looking at the double splash page, are you counting the ones on the right-hand side? Are you counting those as three different ones? Because they may not. Those could be the same. It's, but There probably are. Dif- yeah, oh, actually, no, you're right. It, when I first looked at it, it looked like maybe they were just showing a progression from the top to the bottom. But looking at the way mm-hmm. the energy is coming across, yeah, it does look like it's... They are in, they are two separate waves of attack. So yeah, and
0: I'm up. counting the ones on the next page. Yeah, too. the, next, the yes. next
1: page is cl- it's clear. Yeah, I was I was just I was just second I was just momentarily second guessing the ones on the double splash page.
0: Uh, then uh, Sinestro uh, Sinestro Parallax grabs the battery and starts trying to crush it in his grip. Um, that's when the Enterprise shows up, firing everything they've got against uh, Sinestro. Uh, Sinestro turns his attention to them. The Manhunters go up against Sinestro. Um, meanwhile, Guy, John, Kilowog, Hal, and Kirk uh, are beamed down to the surface and outside the battery. They notice the battery is cracked and broken, uh, so they need to get a little closer. And then Ahura uh, says Commander multiple ships incoming. They're Klingon, uh, And Khan has led them down to Oa. Uh Sinestro takes out the Manhunters as the uh, Green Lanterns run towards the Central Power Battery, gets shot with Red Lantern energy. They're all down for the count, for the most part. Uh, Khan grabs Kurt by the throat. He says, did you ever dream of, as a little boy playing Starships that you would one day visit the center of the universe? I can't think of a better place uh, to die. And... Then, uh, Ganthet, Tantho, and Sade within the Citadel say by the sacred pages of the Book of Oa, may you find a worthy bearer and sing and send out a ring. And James Tiberius Kirk of Earth, you are chosen. And that's when, uh, Khan steals a line and says, fascinating. Um, and Sinestro and Khan have a little exchange, uh, and, <laughs> uh, which Kurt responds with both of you stop talking captain's orders yeah. and it's to be concluded
1: I like this issue better than mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was nice um, I, I thought the transition was kind of weird so Kurt Kurt gets his ring and that you know powers up con's shock slash maybe power projected off of him and then Sinestro and Connor right next to each other I feel like I'm missing a panel or a page or something in between these two moments I mean I get you know the, Khan saying fascinating is a reaction to you know Kirk getting a ring but maybe the panel between that one and the next one I don't know it just seems like there was that meeting was Began and over really quick. <laughs>
1: that Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good observation. I
0: um, feel like the uh, Guardians need to up their uh, metallurgy skills <laughs> if the battery can crack that easily. Um, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I... And I, I and like I kind of hinted at, I don't necessarily think that's the best strategy for Sinestro because it's not like Sinestro couldn't wield the Green Lantern ring. True. So why, why? So basically, he's 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 counting his his whole plan is counting on keeping Parallax in him long enough, I guess, to what to maybe help to build the, the yellow central power battery somewhere. Because if he, if for some reason he loses Parallax, he just his ring is going to be is going to drain again. So hmm. at least if he kept the green power battery alive. Uh, or 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 took a took a green ring or something. At least he could char- he could charge up. He could charge himself up off of that. I mean, he could he could technically rule the universe with the Green Lantern power battery just as well as anything else. So I mean, I understand why because you're trying to t- you basically trying to disarm your your enemy. But of course, there's only like three Green Lanterns, not counting Kirk. There's only like three Green Lanterns, four Green Lanterns left. So I don't know. I think it, again. Short short term, it may have made sense. Long term, you would think keeping the battery alive might have, might have been a, a better plan. But I don't know. So now, I do like the way when when Sinestro is kind of like inside, like this big energy, almost like this big this big energy construct of being warped by Parallax. I kind of like that. That's that's pretty neat. I like that. Yeah. Um,
0: let's see. What else was I gonna say? Oh, so central power battery, ion in there? You think?
1: Nah, I
0: don't. Think no, I mean if Parallax exists, so uh, the Manhunters. I feel like Sinestra took them out too easily.
1: It was predictable that that happened. I kind of, I'm, I'm just, I kind of feel bad or was disappointed that it did happen like that because they seem to be potentially beneficial as in they could have been cool allies in this universe, but...
0: Well, they're, they're still in here, as we'll get to when we cover your issue. They're not
1: all destroyed. That's true, that is true. But, yeah. Um,
0: his alliance with the Klingons... Given the way things end in this series, I feel like it was kind of a useless step in the story.
1: I can can see that. I can...
0: All they have to do is really show up with a Bryant. And it's starship against starship. And that's enough. Plus the augments and plus Red Lantern Khan, right? Do you you really need to also show up with a whole freaking armada of Klingon warships as well? That seems like a little bit of overkill.
1: Potentially. Uh I can understand the idea of trying not trying not to mess around. But yeah. But, but let's let, let's be let's be honest In these Starch and the Star Trek crossovers thus far the 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 master strategy being used across the board has not always been the best by one or both sides. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think of uh Kirk's uniform as a Green
1: Lantern? It's a little the boots are interesting. The boots are interesting. I mean the shirt is so I mean, in a way it's just sticking with you know the star you know, the star Starfleet thing that it kinda works. But
0: it's also a little Kyle Rayner and a yes. little John Stewart. Yes. Yeah and,
1: and of course the new fifty two ish with the way the belt the whole belt design. The mm-hmm. whole, yeah. So he does kind of look Chris Pine like there, so that's a plus. I doubt, yeah, I doubt, you definitely could get a little, there's a little bit of Kyle in that design. Uh, the gloves I don't like. The gloves are kind of weird, but
0: I don't think it's the gloves. I, those are those are the cuffs of the shirt. Based on the way he's standing there when uh, Sinestro and Connor yeah, standing you're, in front right, of him. you're right.
1: You're right. It is. It is. It is the cuffs of the shirt.
0: Hmm. All right. Anything else about this issue?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: All right, on to issue number six.
1: The end. Oops, I just which was
0: I think is a really cool cover. I feel like I feel like I'd like it better if there was a different artist on it because some of these characters look really strange. Yes, um, but I love the layout. Like I, I would, I would expect this to be the cover of the trade.
1: Yeah, it would make sense that this, if it happened to be that way. Yeah, if you look at if you do look at the cover again, you know Hal for the most part looks pretty good. Kirk and Spock look pretty good. Actually, don't mind. I don't even mind uh, Carol there. Kilowog looks bad. John Stewart, his haircut is weird. Yehura and and Guy don't do much for me on this cover either. Sinestro looks cool. Khan doesn't quite look Khan like. He almost more looks. Um, Khan almost looks almost like super kind of almost Superman like in a way, <coughs> which is super Superboy Prime. Yeah, you could see. That. Yeah.
0: Or, uh, emo Toby Maguire from Spider Man 3.
1: <laughs> he doesn't quite have, he, he doesn't quite look Toby like, but, 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 yeah, he, he definitely, there's something going on there, so, or not going on there, as the case would be. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Creative Team remains the same. hmm. It looks, so that's good. So, that's one less thing for us to go through. <laughs> All right, so we're ba- back on OA, and it, it's, you know, we have. Hal kind of looking up at this and seeing what's what's going on. And it's, I, like, I do kind of like the way they have the the figures all kind of like bathed in their respective colors. I have one one figure in bathed in green, and and I even like the way the shapes are almost indig- indicative of uh, the emotions. That you know, there's nice nice round bubble for green. It seems like it's almost peaceful or serene. The red is kind of like jagged and almost like a. I'm not spo- I don't think it's a real shape. but almost almost but you could almost see, like, a dragon's head in it, and Sinestro almost looks like a bird, almost like a phoenix kind of thing. But you have the... But Kirk's... But Hal's looking up at this. He doesn't realize who's the Green Lantern yet, because uh, he re- he's just talking about... I should be dead. You know, a hit di- a direct ri- hit from a red ring blast will do that, but it looks like somebody recharged their ring in time, but then he's noticing everybody else who's still on the ground, and Kilowatt looks like he's having a seizure. <laughs> but, and, that, and that's when... Uh, that's when everybody realizes that, uh you know, Kirk. Kirk is the new Green Lantern, and he's pretty much taken on Khan and Sinestro at the same time. Even though, obviously, Khan and Sinestro really have this; they don't really trust each other at all, <laughs> which is kind of cool too. It's like it's like, yeah, we'll team up against this guy, but then I'm probably going to take you out. That's what you, that's what they're thinking themselves. Um Sinestro mocks Kirk, saying that kind of like the way, <laughs> appropriately enough, kind of the way uh, Hal was mocking Khan about you know you really don't know what the hell you're doing with that ring. Except you know <laughs> Sinestro does it in a much more you know <laughs> much more insulting way. It's like it's almost too cruel to watch since you have no clue what you're doing with that ring. And Kirk's like, hey, I think I'm getting the hang of this. And he kind of like and he blasts both ha- uh, both Sinestro and Khan. Meanwhile, you know the Earth's Green Lanterns take advantage of the opportunity because they're right next to the central power battery. They they recharge their rings, and you know Kirk's kind of getting off on, you know what the ring can do, and he's and he's and he's messing around, he's messing around and like makes a fist construct and smashes Khan down, and at this point Sinestro kind of like starts in, encasing him like in this almost like a robot, almost like a robotic kind of armor kind of thing that he's just trying to encase Kirk, almost like almost like smothering him. But Hal comes to the rescue with this, you know, this green energy construct octopus thingy, and John Stewart is like face to face with the Guardians, and John's like Guess it! <laughs> it's like you know me, stranger, and I was like, trust me, we go way back, which is kind of a funny thing to say. It's like we'll go way ahead. <laughs> Eventually, we'll be we'll be like this, uh, and Ganth, it's like, you, know, you all, bear, you know, you, you all bear the same ring. That's impossible, and it's like. Only because in this reality, the, you know, the Guardians haven't created the core yet, but hopefully you'll get the chance. If we can just survive today. Meanwhile, the Enterprise is, is taking a whole butt whooping from, uh, from the, from the Klingons. They're, they're demanding you know, the Enterprise surrender. Uh, the shields are down to 9%. When are the shields down to 9%? <laughs> Spock's like, uh, all, you know, all power to the aft shields. You know, maintain evasive maneuvers. Plot an intercept course to the last known location. You know, you know to this to uh, the, where the captain is on the surface. Then we have one of the cheesier moments in this in this whole story, uh, and not the best and uh, poorly drawn. Uh, Mr. Scott too so now so not only is Carol any port in the storm now she's capable of all she has to do is feel love off of anybody and or groups of people which is not a bad concept inherently but it, it's really pretty convenient that she feels love for from for Scotty and and she feels you know, all the love in the in the enterprise and she charge and it charges up her sapphire ring and now she's able to you know because of that she's able to amplify their shields to just and I don't like the way Chekhov's like to near invincibility, like he really knows that. Uh, Spock's kind of like fascinating, uh, Mister Sulu, ready all weapons and change course to engage the enemy. So the Enterprise is taking out the uh, all the Klingon warships at the same time. You know, Hallen Kirk are t- dealing with S- and Kirk are dealing with Sinestro, guys dealing with uh, Khan. Yes, now we have the extra surviving Manhunters I mean, all, along with John and Kilowog, are dealing with the Augments. Uh, Khan, you know, Khan is is looking worse for wear, and finally Khan's ring, his red ring, runs out of energy. Plus, the Augment army is now beaten, so they can't in, enhance his rage. Uh, so Kirk, it's kind of Kirk, kind of gets payback. So he kind of. Lays the smackdown on, on Khan, and Khan's kind of make it sound like, yes, you know, you're know, kind of pointing out accurately that, you know, there's augment blood in Kirk, which could potentially make him maybe more prone to aggression to begin with. And he's almost kind of like being like the emperor now, like, strike me down, <laughs> like, strike me down. <laughs> but Kirk resists, and he, he knocks out Khan, but he makes the point of saying, I'm taking you back where you belong. Now, now Sinestro, I like the way Sinestro does this. It's like stalemate, stalemate. Hey, <laughs> kind of like let's let's call it almost like let's call a truce. Now it's like uh, it's like I could take all of you by myself, but your combined willpower, it's still it's going to make this kind of a draw. Especially when I have you know parallax in me. Uh, at this point, at this point, thanks to the the energy boost by Carol, the you know the Enterprise you know launches a torpedoes and everything onto or into uh sinestro we see sinestro down on his knees very emerald twilight like uh still still yellow not necessarily glowing yellow He almost like he just looks yellow so we really don't entirely know what happened to parallax here whether he still has parallax in him whether parallax is dead it's not really much of an explanation i don't believe Hal's like kind of it's over, Sinestro, surrender, and he's like, never. I still have the strength to live another day, to open a portal, and return to the source of fear, which basically means he's going back to Quard, uh going back to the antimatter universe. Hal, you know, now it's now it's kind of like Hal's turn to have reunion with Ganthid and the Guardians, and it's like, uh, it's good to see you again. Obviously, there's a whole shit ton of Guardians, but con- considering all the ones that got killed, they're like they're like coming out of the woodwork on that w- on that one page uh the cap now we have the captain's log summing up it's like on uh, my last for, you know captain's log my last for a while we've got some cleaning up to do the klingons battle to the end in vain but they still have saint walker oh god <laughs> uh, they still have saint walker captive john guy and kilowag are on their way to get him back we retrieved the last red and orange rings but we're keeping a close eye on them and now that we know the green power battery exists so must the other colors batteries which, of course, is again working under the assumptions. It's, as Box says, it's logical, but it, some of these things may not be uh, may not be created yet. We talk about uh, this talk about you know, hope that now we can help you know the Guardians build you know potentially build a quote unquote new, but for them the first Green Lantern Corps, and uh, we kind of have a. I like the fact that, you know, Kirk still has his Green Lantern ring, which is interesting that he didn't give that up. So Kirk and and Hal are outside the Enterprise, and they're trying to figure out, you know, kind of like what mission to go on next. And Hal kind of points, you know, I recognize an interesting star system in your star charts. Looks like Starfleet hasn't been there yet. And Kirk's like, is it worth checking out? Oh, definitely. It's got a big red sun. And with that, Hal and... Kirk go flying off, leading the Enterprise on its way. With, with the most, with the most painful four words of all time: the end. For now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there will probably be a third one, and it'll probably tie into what was it? Into darkness? Yeah.
1: Oh, no, no, not into darkness. Uh, the uh, what was the third one? Into darkness was the second one.
0: Okay. Uh, beyond. Yes. Yeah. Um, one thing you missed uh, there was uh, uh, somebody, what, what about the Manhunters? You said they'd betray the Guardians. And Hal says, I explained it to Gant that they're going to adjust the yes. Manhunters' programming That's so true. they stay friendly this time. So that That's was true. interesting. That
1: is true. That's a good catch. I did notice it when I read it. I just didn't do it. I dropped the ball during the recap.
0: Your boy, St. Walker.
1: I know. He's he, <laughs>
0: bringing hope everywhere he
1: goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's bringing hope that somebody somebody will write a friggin' good story and know, what, and know what to do with him, except either killing him off on the first page or taking him out of the story. Two Star Trek stories so far. St. Walker's been incapacitated pretty much 90, 90% of the time. Now, he <laughs> does look he, – He he looks like he's in pretty good shape considering that he's chained up, but <laughs> – <clears throat>
0: I like the consistency of the knowledge check here. We call it the antimatter universe. It exists alongside all others including this one. So that's true. Uh, the uh, The way, at least the way I was always explained to it is the multiverse is real but there's only one antimatter universe. Interesting. Like it's, you can get to the antimatter universe from any reality but it's all the same antimatter universe there's not more than one or the, each universe doesn't have its own antimatter yep. okay which always made me think if you're lost in another universe could you get back to your universe by way of the antimatter universe if it undercurrents all others can you access all others from it or only the universe in which you came from when you went into the antimatter universe?
1: It's an interesting question. Pa, I mean, you might be able to get back, but it probably wouldn't be easy. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what was he going to say? Well, Lorflees, I guess, is technically probably maybe still alive.
0: Maybe still alive, but they've got his ring, and he was bloodied and crap after it. I'm going to say he's dead.
1: I bet you he's a prison. He's just a prisoner. He's probably a prisoner of the of whatever Klingons are left. Just like Atrostis. When we last saw Atrostis, I we don't necessarily. I don't think Atro- we weren't. We were not 100% sure Atrostis was really dead because he certainly was still wearing a, a red lantern uniform. But he shouldn't have been wearing either, and he should have been dead just when the ring was ripped off.
0: But, yeah, his heart. His heart is dead, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't. But I thought there was something when we did that issue that indicated that might not have been the case because I know I pointed that out. But I put those issues away, so I don't, I don't remember what was happening in issue three about that. Uh, we know Kurt. I mean, know uh, Hal made the assumption Atrocitus is dead, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that's that's the case. Uh, still no Indigo. Indigo mm-hmm. one and, and two stories so far.
0: I'm actually curious. So at the very end, he um, said they say it's got a big red sun, which is obvious. It's it's the Kryptonian star system. Yep. So I'm wondering if they go um, – so they go Superman, right? That's the assumption. Next is, the next series they go Superman, uh, and they somehow tie Krypton and Superman and the Lanterns into the Star Trek Beyond storyline because the first Star Trek storyline kind of follows seeds left over from the first Star Trek movie. This one's following the second one. We're assuming the third one's going to follow the third movie's subplot, uh, kind of, right?
1: I guess, probably. I mean, it's probably a safe assumption.
0: So, Kryptonians, but we also have to take into consideration the other alien uh, beings that that star system has to offer, which is Daxamites. Yep. And if they go Daxamites... They could go. Sodom Yat? yeah. Um, and the the you know the immediate thing I thought about when I read that was a Sodom Yat Green Lantern. Also, Superman Green Lantern, which you know that's one of my favorite <laughs> concepts. Is that one kind of Elseworlds story that Jim and I recap? It's not really an Elseworlds, but kind of. But it also got me thinking. If St. Walker is imprisoned and if there's no if – they're, if they're going after the other batteries, so it's – I'm kind of like making these connections. The other time I've seen people commission Superman as a lantern, what he'd be a good fit for, I've seen Green Lantern. The other one I see most often? Blue. Blue Lantern and Superman. So I wonder if the third story, if we do indeed end up getting a third story – Will be Blue Lantern Superman being recruited by Saint Walker after they find the blue uh, power battery, and Sodom Yat becoming a Green Lantern, or or Sodom Yat going bad because somebody else gets to him before the Green Lantern Corps, or there are other famous <laughs> there 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 are other there are other famous Daxamites. There's Monel, which you know is part of the Legion of Superheroes and currently appearing on uh, the season two of supergirl which is today's monday i think tonight was its uh season finale <clears throat> they just wrapped up this big daxam storyline so that's why i've got daxamites on the brain but i was just kind of thinking you know if they're going to that star system daxamites kryptonians superman blue lanterns uh, you know, Sodom Yat, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff to be mined there, but I'm also curious how they would tie it into Beyond. Because if we take the logical assumptions, this storyline is not taking place in place of Into Darkness. We're already assuming Into Darkness has already happened, and this is yeah, the Lantern equivalent follow-up to that storyline right yeah okay so i'm just curious i i i would have to like see beyond again and try and figure out what elements they could cherry pick from that sort of leftover plot and throw in with uh with the elements that they could be going by heading to the kryptonian star system i was also curious was um isn't uh Isn't uh, Tomar Ray's race yep. from that same sector? Yep. Not the same star system, but the same sector, right?
1: Yeah, it's the same sector. Okay. Yeah, Tomar Ray was the one who, like, Krypton blow up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a douche. <laughs> nah. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice going, butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I was so on vacation!
0: Could... <laughs> uh, so they could even, what is his race, Zudarians? Yes, so Zudarians could even play a, a role in the, the next storyline so I mean I, look don't get me wrong I agree with you this one not not as exciting as the first volume but I'm still enjoying it I do like the art and I do like the colors um, on all of this although I think the colors are a little less impressive in this storyline um, not as bad still definitely on the same theme uh, in you know tones I like and stuff like that but not as good, um, but I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing these these uh, you know out of continuity little stories crop up. It's nice to see the consistencies from universe to universe. We're talking about uh, you know I was talking about the anti the antimatter universe you know kind of the undercurrent of all reality and so on and so forth. The stuff that stays the same. I remember one of your problems with the first volume was the inconsistencies and the unanswered questions. What did you feel was along those lines in this volume, or are you just getting sick of Star Trek: Green Lantern overall?
1: Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean this this was not, <laughs> and I and I was just listening. I was just listening to uh, our two hundred eightieth episode. Uh, today, as a matter of fact, which you did a very, very good job on editing. By the way, the audio quality was excellent on that.
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm using a new program called, that I've been meaning to use slash start using. It's called Levelator. Um, basically, you guys don't, you guys listening, don't need to know the technical breakdowns. But basically, what it does is it takes all the audio and tries to level it all out on its own.
1: Oh, so that's why everybody sounded so good.
0: Yes. So the problem—the problem that you and I have been having post-recording about you sounding quiet and everything else sounding super loud—hopefully, later will fix that. Uh, you know, asterisks better than Audacity can.
1: So you can do everything in that program or you just have to level no, it out?
0: It? No, I have to level I have to take the I have to take the file, put it into Levelator and then take what Levelator gives me and into edit Audacity. in Audacity.
1: Okay, that's what I yes. kind of thought, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it 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 sounded it sounded very very good. Um Yeah, if I if
0: I adjust it in Audacity, I risk distortion. If I do it in Levelator first, this this is the all that Levelator does. Is level out the the audio levels for every track, so,
1: and it does a good job. <laughs> it's a good testimony to that. Um, <laughs> oh, so, but anyways, <laughs> yes. Let's I, I can remember my my original point was the uh, I do actually that since I was listening to that episode today, I will, I will use your quote unquote. You're, you're, I don't want to want to, I don't want to make it sound like a back, That sounded like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> this this story this this story wasn't horrible. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, I I am part of it is exactly what you said. Part of it is I am getting a little Star Trek Green Lanterned out. But I guess that I think that's most of it. I guess the only thing. There is a whole maybe logical assumption, perhaps, but there's a whole lot of assumption going on here about different things, uh, about you know how everything has to happen, everything has to happen the same way, and and maybe maybe the, they could have been correct. I mean, since obviously there was no Green Lantern Corps yet, they may have been correct, but the Guardians may have been like half a billion years away from making the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh I mean they,
0: they they technically could be because wasn't it the manhunters were around for X amount of years? I mean like we're talking like a million or billion year span and then Green Lanterns. So if they just imprisoned Parallax in uh in the central power battery, I mean they're still a ways off from the Green Lantern core. I mean they've got they've got the prototype. But that's about it. And according to what we know now, what has been revealed to us, the Green Lantern core were, were created in response to the First Lantern, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and then put in cold storage. Yeah. In case of emergency, break glass. Actually, Sinestro says something interesting here. Um, I think it was in my issue, maybe? Or was it in yours? Um and i think it may maybe issue 4 might have been
1: um, let me find it here tell me where where is the scene where is the scene take place and maybe i can
0: help it's you. an issue 4 it's towards the end uh yeah here you go i know that several years ago you encountered a terrible being who threatened the universe itself he doesn't say several decades centuries millennia he says several years so it's only been a couple of years
1: so are we assuming he knows that? Just but but how would he? But how would he really know that from the Manhunters?
0: Um, Guardians. Uh, don't don't forget, there is some knowledge we don't have because the universe in from which Hal, John, Guy, Sinestro, all the other Lanterns come from, is a universe where Blackest Night Part Two happened and Necron was successful. True. So. There is some stuff we have not yet seen as to how "quote unquote" our universe ends. So maybe he acquires that knowledge down the road.
1: Yeah, well, that, I guess I guess that is possible. But again, it, it's juggling you know the 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 now completely altered timeline to try to. That's why. That's what struck me about it. it's like several years ago. So it's not. It's not like he's going to be able to find that out from anybody in in an in, in this current universe, other than the Manhunters, because nobody else even knew about the Guardians of Oa could get there. So it's not like it's common knowledge. So the only thing, the only thing that made sense from this universe, if he was going to get that knowledge, would have been from the Manhunters.
0: Yeah.
1: From the, you know, from being able to you know to tunnel into information they have related to the Book of Oa.
0: Um. I- I would have liked to see in this final issue more interaction with the Guardians, between the Lanterns. Um, Maybe not like a full-on like info dump from Lantern to Guardian or anything, but more of after the fact, like, "Hey, yes, we acknowledge that you're from the other universe. Hey, we do have this power set, and I'm sorry we can't send you home. Yes, your universe is dead." Um, I don't know if. I can't remember from the first series if Hal and Company were absolutely sure that their universe was dead or if that they just assumed that it was. You know, you could have the Guardians confirm that and say, Yes, you are welcome to stay here and please help us build the Green Lantern Corps and Kirk, you can be a part of it and you know, just kinda like a um you know a mission statement or something from, the, from directly from the Guardians instead of secondhand through some of the characters that we get later on. You know, we'll, you know, where Kirk says, we'll help the Guardians build a new Green Lantern Corps to be ready when he does. But hearing that, or hearing that slash seeing that from the Guardians themselves. Because in my mind, no matter how nice these Guardians seem, the Guardians would still... Be skeptical and want to keep an eye on the lanterns. Yeah, I would agree. So, it'd be interesting to see that dynamic play out on a page or two. So, is there anything else about this issue or maybe the series overall that you wanted to comment on before we wrapped up?
1: I, it, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty. Fun read overall. I'm not going to say – I'm not going to lie. I mean I think the Planet of the Apes is more intriguing from issue to issue. I think there's more interesting – probably maybe because it's brand new and we haven't seen where they're going with all, you know bringing the lanterns into their universe yet. I mean we kind of know the beats in this universe at, uh, to a certain extent. I know they keep changing it in the Star Trek stuff, but – so what I, I was not really – I mean you kind of knew what was going to happen in most of this. I mean they really were – there really weren't too many – cliffhangers. I mean, you kind of knew where they were going. So maybe that, maybe in a way that was part of it, too, that it was a little predictable. I think there wasn't that... They didn't throw you that many curveballs. I mean, you kind of figured... I mean, is it really a surprise that Kirk got the ring? No. I mean, really? I mean... I mean, in a way, you could make a case they foreshadowed that even when Khan was uh, fighting Hal. and he was kind of like talking to Kirk. It's like, you sure you guys are in Long Lost Brothers? Uh, so it's kind of... Sinestro, you know... If we figured Sinestro was going to, if he was going to find the central power battery, we figured he was probably going to, he was probably looking for parallax in the battery. Um, doesn't make it a bad story. It just, it just, it wasn't, I certainly wasn't anticipating, anticipating it issue by issue as it came out.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. All right. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I look forward to the third one. I'm I'm definitely if I remember tomorrow morning, or, or maybe I'll do it after we are done recording. I'm going to tweet IDW and the creative team being like, "Hey, Star Trek Geo Volume Three: Daxamites, Kryptonians, Zudarians, Sodom Yat. <laughs> hashtag ideas.
1: <laughs> follow followed up by a ha- hashtag fu Bokelman. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so yeah, there's that.
0: Uh, before we uh, go into closing, though, Mark, do you wanted to talk about some of the solicit[s] that we uh, saw online, right?
1: Yeah, I noticed tonight they had the full. They, do you? I don't even remember what month. You know what month they're for? I, uh,
0: I don't know. June,
1: they, they might be June solicit[s], but I don't know what. Uh, I'm not. Give me a second. I'll bring it up while we're talking. Uh, but it's it's interesting because some of the some of the things. Some of the things that we speculated about you know what what we were gonna see and when we were going to see it as far in the state in the state of the green lantern episode that we kind of you know we kind of saw some of these things already coming to uh coming to fruition in the uh in oh uh, the august solicits that's what they were um just, and I'm trying and the important thing is when they come out okay so these these are uh, these are these are the August the August solicits so we know that we you know we t- we talked about the uh, we we talked about the, the original 7 green lanterns that were that were create that were given the rings to deal with Volthoom well we're going to be seeing those real quickly in in the green lantern storyline because apparently <laughs> apparently uh, Jessica and Simon end up back in time and they had to basically help I guess fight along with these Seven Lanterns. I'm assuming against Vel- Volthoom. Uh, so that's 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 going to be the storyline that's coming. That's beginning in August. The out of time storyline with Simon and Jessica. The those big celestial looking things we saw in Hal Jordan the core. That that's they're they're going to be sh- they're going to be showing up and uh, I guess. I guess they're called God Killers. Is this what it seems? It kind of seems like that's what they're being called. Those those emotional co- emotional spectrum colored ro- celestial robot things that they're going to be showing up in Hal Jordan in the core in August. And guess what? They get to team up with the new gods. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 uh, at least they seemingly are on the same side. Not that I not that I really give three pounds, but <laughs> but. See, see it's interesting the only thing that bothers me about stuff like that and this is we've seen this happen before is that when we, you get an issue kind of foreshadowing stuff that's gonna happen all these threats that are coming to the core are down the road and like all of them happen within like the next five issues <laughs> it's like I mean there is something to be said I mean not to be contradictory I mean we want some plot point we want plot points explained obviously we spend three hours talking about it but that mm-hmm. With that being said, there's the idea that there are some things that you kind of you know you lay the bread breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, and build. Like you don't need to see all the. I mean, we saw those like crystal-like energy construct things that we that, that, that now after reading the Rip Hunter stuff, we kind of know what they are. That was thrown in the you know that Zudarian filler issue with showing the future of threats to the core. We we saw these you know these God Killer things, which of course that's going to follow. You know, right after the Rip Hunter arc, pretty much this thing is going to give or take. You know, shortly thereafter, we're going to be dealing dealing with that threat. So, I think. Uh, so I, I'm I'm interested in both storylines. Again, we still have to see how the Rip Hunter thing ends because we, Lord knows, as we've talked about, the, the build up does not always uh, always end well. And probably something else worth talking about is Superman 28 and 29. Yep. Yep, I
0: was just about to say if uh, we should cover that. And I think we should, but only when the storyline itself is wrapped up. Like, instead of covering it as we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which would be, it'd basically book up our month <laughs> if we did that. Um, <laughs> the, the good, just wait till the, it's all over and cover the whole arc in one. Yeah. I actually have the cover to Superman, I think it's Superman 29. Yeah, the as matter. the locks. Yeah, as the lock screen on my fu- iPhone, because I really like that.
1: Yeah, that is pretty neat. So, so, so again, we maybe it's again a context of time. I mean, I guess we we have we logically assume it's gonna be like our Sinestro now, not like some time displaced Sinestro or whatever. But it's once again something we just talked about, like last episode the idea when we when do we think we're going to see sinestro again well apparently we're going to see at least some version of sinestro in august in superman because he has to go to the (laughs) he has to go to the anti-matter universe of quard that's supposedly superman's only hope is the (laughs) is sinestro
0: and i i highly recommend everybody pick up the superman fear itself story arc the reason I say that is because not only has Superman been a pretty good title, I just recently dropped it, not for anything other than I've got too many titles to read. It was the very last one I decided to drop and, and not keep up with. Um, it was sort of reluctantly uh, and sort of just out of necessity, um, but I do enjoy it. I recommend it not only because it is a good series, but also because <clears throat> it it's written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason and Keith Champagne with art by Doug Monke.
1: <laughs> So It's like a Green Lantern book.
0: <laughs> it's essentially an old school Green Lantern book featuring Yellow Lanterns and Superman. <laughs> so I highly recommend with... Tomasi, Gleason, Champagne, and Monkey all all on this book. It's you're, – you're talking some people who seriously know their lantern-related lore. So I'm expecting some really great shout-outs and some – I mean, it's Doug Monkey, so the art is going to be pretty great too. Don't get me wrong. I still have issues with Monkey in terms of like the way he draws human faces.
1: And St. Walker.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but however – we are talking yellow lanterns. We're talking Sinestro, and we're talking Quard. So if that doesn't scream an opportunity for Monkey to go crazy with some cool alien designs and fearsome looking monsters and stuff like that, I don't know what else does.
1: Luckily for so, me, I'm already reading Superman. I'm in the yeah. other than
0: it's, uh, it's good, isn't it? Especially that thing where they kind of like. Join the two. I don't want to spoil it for yeah. anybody, but they, they joined those two versions. Yep. Yeah, they I, did that well. It was still kind of crazy <laughs> and convoluted, but it, at the same time, it, it made sense in a yeah, way. And
1: obviously, that's going to play into the doomsday clock, which I guess theoretically we could, if we wanted to, take talk a few have a few moments about the Dooms... Which, again, it's kind, of, it's kind of sort of another thing we talked about, even though this is clearly not the big, big, big Watchmen DC Universe event, but it is a DC... <laughs> it, it's a Superman Dr. Manhattan event, essentially, but it's, it's, it is it's it is a melding of the two. I mean, at least they cross, they're cross, crossing over, and hopefully we'll, we'll sort of get... In all likelihood, we're going to get more answers, at least out of that, than we did during the Button storyline. As cool as it was, it's not like we really... Once again, that just raised more questions than it answered.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to recommend another another title. And just just because I'm scrolling through the, the article with all the solicits on it, uh, there were two titles I wanted to mention. Um, the first being Trinity number 12. I read the first few issues of Trinity, but because I was also reading Superman and Super Sons and a couple of other various things, I, I thought Trinity was just kind of overkill, at least in terms of – character exposure for me personally. Again, not that it was a bad title. It's just kind of, again, out of necessity. But Trinity number 12 ugh, starts in uh, a, a storyline called Dark Destiny. And it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman must turn to the mystic trinity of Deadman, Zatanna, and John Constantine when Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro are sacrificed into the depths of the Pandora pits by Cersei and Ray Ghul. <laughs> so, like, it's it's a pretty cool, cool lineup. It's almost like uh, Justice League Dark <laughs> in a way. True. Plus, with Deadman and and Constantine in there, have you have you seen the animated Justice League Dark movie? I have not actually i enjoy it uh i recommend if you can rent it or something i wouldn't buy it full price or anything but if you can rent it on itunes or, or something like that i would definitely recommend doing that um and the other thing i was going to mention is uh for those of you who like tom king and a lot of people do he wrote the grayson series and, and stuff like that uh and you did mention new gods he's going to be starting a new series um about mr miracle Mr Miracle's getting his own series right now uh well in in the month of August, so that'll be cool. I'm actually gonna scroll down a little more to see if the august uh scooby doo team up is solicited
1: uh, there's a lot of new God stuff what if there's a lot of new god stuff they're pushing in uh oh it's Hoagie's
0: Sally okay never mind it's top cat <laughs> instead of like one of the d c comics characters it's it's the top cat cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> which is fun and, and I'll, I'll read it anyways. Um, because that's, that title does not let me down. Um, wow. There's a lot of the new Gods special.
1: Yeah. That's a It's a, it's a big month for new gods. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's one shots and, and this, a lot of graphic this. novels put. So uh, it's obviously a, a concerted effort to push the new gods in August across the board, not just in the, uh, and the Hal and the Core story, and not just the Mr. Miracle series. Does it, For whatever reason, it seems like this is our 75th go-around to let's push the new gods.
0: Oh, um, we got another one we might want to read, buddy. Which one? Manhunter Special.
1: I saw that, but I didn't see... But I, this, the description didn't seem in. Let me go back, unless I missed it.
0: So, Manhunter Special, written by Keith Giffen and Dan DiDio. Art by Nick Bradshaw. Backup story, written by Sam Humphreys. So... That's the
1: Ettrick and the Demon story.
0: Yeah. Uh, Big uh, cover by Bruce Tim. Big game hunter and private detective Paul Kirk has marshaled his skills to fight crime as the mass vigilante known as Manhunter. For those of you not aware, go listen to the Secret Origins episode. Um, Manhunter is a title in the DC Comics universe. It's not just the robots, although the robots are a thing. Um, And kind of, if you go with. I guess Millennium's own history, in terms of that storyline, they're all kind of connected. <laughs> um, but now crime has reached epidemic proportions that may push him to the limits and draw the attention of the Golden Age hero Sandman and Sandy. Plus, a short story writ featuring Etrigan the Demon by Sam Humphries. I, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I'll def- I'm definitely going to read it. Whether or not we'll cover it on the show is obviously up to, to up to the both of us. But yeah, I definitely would want to read it. The Black Racer and Shiloh Norman special.
1: Yep, I just saw. So there's it, more new gods. Yep, and I think a lot of a Jack, couple of Jack Kirby trades. Yeah, the, the Sandman special. Yeah, there's it's a great. lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it makes you wonder entirely why. This that's written by Jurgens. Speaking of which, what I started to say was, I do like Superman, but I, I think I like I think I like the the stories that are being told in action. I think I like a little bit better. I think there's more stuff with Mister Oz going on in action. And I do like the, the Superman Revenge Squad that they're they're doing now because because we finally have we really have Cyborg Superman back. We have Hank Henshaw Cyborg Superman back. So you know in in all his glory, and they had a, and the last issue of Superman was part the way that, the way that ended it was a complete absolute homage to to Mongol kneeling before Cyborg Superman. You know right after the destruction of coast city, which of course does answer the question. When we 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 kind of went back and forth, and we said, is it, you know, is this Mongol supposed to is the like the is this Mongol supposed to be new Mongol? Is this supposed to be you know the kid? Uh, we knew they kind of were making him out to be kind of like the old one, the old Mongol, the father, not the son. This one at least makes it clear that this Mongol was the one involved in the destruction of Coast City, which would seemingly answer the question that it's the father. So,
0: yeah, uh, another thing to keep into. Uh, consideration based on these solicits here is um, remember in the uh, in state of the Green Lantern Union we were talking about how they should uh, start collecting some Golden Age stuff. Yes, Green Arrow, the Golden Age Omnibus, Volume One. Hmm.
1: And, and they and they couldn't wait. They they just couldn't wait at all to get that the button into a deluxe hardcover. <laughs> So the thing just ended yeah. like last week and, and here it is.
0: Buy four issues in a deluxe hardcover. Yeah, nineteen ninety-nine. God. Don't do it, people. <laughs> Anybody listening, don't feed the trolls. <laughs> four issues in a deluxe hardcover for twenty bucks is not worth it. <laughs>
1: No, but even – to be fair though, so many of those covers had – so many of those issues had the special covers, the, like the lenticular cover, which, would, which probably meant the issues were like around five bucks to begin with. So it, it might be the same amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have – well, I have, two, I have two parts of it, and, I, and I'm going to – and hopefully when I pick up my books – because I didn't pick up last week's – hopefully when I pick up my books this week, I'll, I'll have the final part of the button. There, even though I did see most of it online, but it was a it was a pretty cool story.
0: Yeah, there's no uh, there's no summer event technically for DC in in regards to the uh, Watchmen stuff. That's all supposed to happen this winter, right?
1: Well the well the do you mean after the Doomsday Clock thing, or you mean counting the Doomsday Clock thing, counting the Doomsday Clock thing? Well, the Doomsday Clock thing I think is supposed to start in what November. I thought it was supposed to start in November. So again. I don't know. I'm every indication is that again the doomsday clock itself is not the event unless, were, unless unless we're wrong and we're not getting a traditional event to explain this. Uh, we know we know John's is writing it, which is not a surprise. We 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 figure that out. But you would have to think that if this is not the big do the watchman DC event that you would have to think next year 2018 is the year that we'll get it. You would have to think this is paving the way for it. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they do that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard something about this winter is when we're supposed to be figuring out all that.
1: So yeah, because even the Doomsday uh, Clock isn't that supposed to be like four or five issues? I think uh, I'm not sure. I think <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it, it was. I think it's yeah, certainly not a. It certainly isn't a a one shot. I'm trying to see if it said uh how many how many issues it's going to be um but either way it it should be uh it should be pretty cool all
0: right anything else
1: well, one thing of interest uh give or take if my math was close to correct, I think this is the one hundred and forty eighth episode we've recorded in one shape or way shape or form since we took over the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I was, I was looking at our countdowns at episode 300 and then trying to figure out how many, then the thought occurred to me, how we know we're going to be, by the time we get to issue 300, that'll be what, 131 regular numbered episodes for, for us, um, 131, 131, I think, I think that's right, uh, or give or take, uh, 130, something like that, but it's, uh, so it's going to be. So I was trying to figure out how many episodes we actually did because obviously we have spinoffs and we have special episodes that we didn't give numbers to. <laughs> 2016 was big for that. I noticed <laughs> oh. we had several, we had a whole bunch of episodes to start the year that we didn't we didn't put numbers on. Uh, so based on our current tra- tra- you know trajectory here, we'll probably get somewhere between the end of October and the end of November. We'll hit 300, barring any unforeseen disruptions in our recording schedule. Chad.
0: And, and if we uh, if we time it just right, we might be able to do it for the anniversary too. That's December. If it's supposed to hit,
1: if huh? That's December for us, though.
0: No the the lantern cast anniversary.
1: Oh, the original. Okay, yes, that's possible. well that's one of the things we'll have to look at because I kind of I kind of looked ahead, and again, it Really comes down to we have to make sure we keep recording, and it also has mm-hmm. to come come down to the like the number of spinoff episodes we're gonna have. That will determine. If we if we only had one spin-off episode and we released every week, I think we would hit it by the end of, by right right around Halloween. But if we have, and I factored in one, I factored in one pre birth because I know Jim and I were planning on recording in June. I logically, I assume you're going to have at least one Green Arrow, and Jim and I would have another pre birth somewhere before we you know before the end of October. So probably realistically, we're looking at somewhere around closer to Thanksgiving. I'm thinking. The current trajectory, but that's 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 still pretty cool though.
0: I'll have uh, two Green Lantern Green Arrow episodes in 20, 2017. Well, I mean, not including the one. I, I have two more because GL the the eighty five should be out. You know, the one covering the Speedy does drugs stuff should be out this year, which means I have one more issue to cover before I get to that episode. Gotcha. So I should have three issues being reviewed but two
1: episodes
0: of the of the presents show so
1: that makes that that makes sense I mean based on <clears throat> that's what I have planned at least yeah so. I kind of I, I kind of even though I didn't do it in the original math I kind of figured realistically speaking from going forward from this point on we probably would have at least two episodes of each spinoff before the end of the year still so you so yeah like i said that that would still only that would still only probably get us to the end of november if we if worst case worst case scenario for for number number 300 but still that's that's, that's pretty good cuz we started at what one 170. 170 was our first one so that so uh yeah so that's that's pretty cool and then and then we're still on pace we're still up, we're still on pace to have more episodes done in 5 years than During the Jim and Dan era, (laughs) we did slack off a lot. I noticed, on releasing on releasing last year, we only had I think we only had 40 episodes recorded last released last year, and we had 46 in 20, 46 I think in 2015, and 46 from the end of 2013. All through 2014, so we were pretty consistent the first two years. And 2016 is when we mostly towards the end, which makes sense because we really did hit—we kind of did crap the bed in November and December.
0: Well, I—that I mean, I started doing the car sales job uh, towards the beginning of summer that year, so that threw my schedule way the f out of whack. Yeah, we know. Yeah, not 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 just schedule, but also my finances too. So. You know, having to <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew to around and stuff. Yeah,
1: I knew, I knew the reason why, but I'm just saying, just it, it's not, it's not, it's not surprising. Let's put it that way. But yeah, but there wasn't, no, but there was a notice. You know, that that's that's fairly su- significant because when you think about it theoretically, even if you aim to do, even if you aim to do only forty, which is kind of what we did last year, that's still a lot of weeks we're not releasing anything. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I think a realistic goal should always be like somewhere in the 45 range, you know. 45 that gives you seven seven weeks for vacation, for people being sick, for technical problems, things like that. You know, that's that's somewhat realistic, you know, but we haven't done too bad.
0: <laughs> All right. I want to go ahead and close
1: us out. I will close us out. Uh, best way to contact us is lanterncast at com. That is the best way to contact us. Visit our website, lanterncast.com. Check out our blogs, our episode reviews. We've got to get a new Ring Encyclopedia episode up. Uh, got to do that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Use hashtag GLcast to locate us on any of those iTunes Stitcher, on both, whichever platform you listen to, please leave us a positive review. Last but not least, 708 Lantern, leave us a voicemail, let us know what you think, what you want to hear, and especially the State of the Green Lantern Union one, I think we'd like to get some more feedback on that one, so that was a, that actually was a really good episode. I think we knew, yeah. it, when we, I think we knew it when we recorded it, but just listening to it, I was, you know, I had more time than usual today, so I actually was able to pretty much listen to I still have to finish, like, I got to the, we're in the voice, I'm in the voice, the, uh, listener feedback, we're wrapping that up where I stopped today, but I still was able to listen to almost the entire thing, you know, in one day, which is a rarity, so, that was a really, really good episode, it was a good back and forth, and it was fun, I mean, so, makes you look forward to episode 300, because hopefully it'll be something like that. (laughs) Yeah, speaking
0: of feedback, I just want to get to it now while I'm singing it, because I guarantee you I'll forget, um, I'll forget uh, next episode. Uh, we did get a comment directly on the website, and that's the reason I'm mentioning it now because you know it's so rare that we get a comment directly on the website. Yes,
1: and, I did notice that. Uh,
0: on the uh, JL May episode, it's from Chuck uh, Chuck Coletta. He says, hi, guys. I listened to your podcast as I've been following the JL May series uh, currently running among the various shows. I really enjoyed your insightful comments on the issue overall on GL General. I hope you consider doing a follow-up in a future episode where you discuss the other key scenes featuring House and and John Stewart. I especially like that final confrontation between House and and thought it captured the hero and villain in their classic forms. Keep up the good work.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, uh, I, we appreciate. I, I I replied. I'm not going to read my reply, but I basically told them it'd be difficult to recap our overall GL specific opinions about the, about justice without covering justice as a whole and, or telling people who want to listen to that episode, I'm sorry, you have to go listen to 12 other episodes (laughs) to understand what justice is about.
1: Take 12 of these and call us in the morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go listen to these 12 episodes and then come back and listen to our thoughts on the GL specific side of things. Um, if there's a smart way to do it, I think we could. I mean, it's 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 an Alex Ross thing that does feature some GL heavy stuff and concepts. So, it's obviously right up our alley and it's a popular story, so it's definitely worth covering, but at the same time, you know, there's a balance there yes. <laughs> that we would we would have to find first before we could even attempt doing it. And as you heard, just a second ago, when we were talking about schedules, <laughs> we got a lot on our plate coming up pretty soon. So,
1: yeah, I mean, at least again, at least at, there's light at the end of the tunnel. As far mm-hmm. as this is why it's important, this is more an internal thing. As, as Chad knows, so it's not like it's out. Of, it's not like it's a secret or it's out of. Out of turn, it's like we. That's why it's important that we keep recording, uh, because of the fact that we definitely are in a position to finally, you know, catch up. So we're not like a month behind. All these, all these, all these stories and stuff. Star Trek's done, so that makes that takes one thing off the plate. We're not going to probably we. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll. What well, we did the first two issues of Planet of Apes, right? We just did the yeah. first two. So. In theory, we could do two more episodes on that. We probably, we may not. We may just do the final four in one in one episode.
0: I'd rather do that. On I. The that's one.
1: what I'm leaning towards too. I was just being, I was being flexible. But yes, I, that's probably what we're going to do. Just like you know, assuming the Rip Hunter storyline is only four issues, which I don't remember if it is. If the one that comes out this week is the end of that storyline, the odds are that we'll be doing that in, entire arc in one episode. So that will that will completely catch us up with Hal and the Core. So probably, realistically speaking, in some order, the next – but barring anything unforeseen, the next three major – the next three regular episodes that are probably going to come out will be Green Lanterns, the Polar- – not necessarily, again, in this order, the Polaris arc in Green Lanterns, the, the Rip Hunter arc in Hal uh, and the Core, and I, the uh, Quarterly. I think those are going to be, the, th- in all likelihood, the next three episodes in some way, shape – in some form, order of release. So – but we should be in good shape by the end of June, and then, then at least it takes takes a little bit of pressure off because now we can at least do, well, at least have at least we'll at least if not two, we'll at least have one episode a month where we can actually do something we feel like we would like to do, not what we have to do.
0: <laughs> well, we do have Fear itself on the docket.
1: Yes, yeah, we have a bunch of cool stuff coming up. Emerald Dawn too would like to do. There's a there's a lot of stuff we want to do this year, and we still should be able to, but. And now that we're finally on the verge of catching you know of catching up um, that it, it helps I mean ideally I, I mean I do like just doing the two books a month, you know each each two books for each title and having just two issues per episode like that. I mean we will probably get back to that, but at least because the arcs have been a little longer, it has made it somewhat more manageable to catch up by just saying we're gonna do this arc. We'll do this three issue arc, we'll do this four issue arc, and by doing so. Like I said, the Rip Hunter arc—if that's only four issues—that pretty much that will wrap up all the Hal Jordan the core issues that have come out as we roll into June. So,
0: kind of, kind of like when we did uh, when we were playing catch up after Jim and Dan left, when we did the Villains Month arc, arc when we did the Lights Out arc in one episode, and we tried, we 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 did uh, Godhead and Axe. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's not. See, it's a catch-22. I mean. It's it's better – it's probably better for us and probably to be fair, it probably is better for the listener to do that. I feel bad on some level because under normal circumstances – and not because, and we, and we may, have, I think we've talked about this on the air too before. That it's not that you want to throw content out just to throw content out. It's like, hey, this is a five-minute episode, but it's an episode. <laughs> no, that's. I mean, I don't think either one of us wants to do that. But I, I kind of have taken pride in the fact that we've been able to release lots. You know, we've had lots of episodes or and things like that, and we have clearly in our attempt to catch up over the last couple of months. We theoretically probably have lost. You know, by the time we get done catching up, we probably would have lost maybe at least like three to four episodes that we normally would have had because we're condensing and we're doing four issue arcs. We're doing three issue arcs. So I mean, so it's a, you know it's kind of like a trade off. But at least it's at least because the way the arcs are structured, it it certainly lends itself to being able to catch up easier. And it does kind of flows. Sometimes it flows better. You know, it kind of worked out doing the you know the quest for hope arc altogether. I think the Rip Hunter thing will work pretty well when we do that together. Um, so yeah, I think so. I think overall, it, it it has worked pretty well. And at least we'll we're on the verge of being caught up, and that's that's pretty cool. Just because it gives us flexibility.
0: Sounds great. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later.
1: Good night, everybody. Good night.